Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. I have invited three co-hosts, Annalise Lillard, Annette Yanez, and Cassie Cooper to join me here. We need God's rhythms of grace to live in His strength. What He builds, He sustains. We can't do it without Him. We have some incredible guests lined up, and we can't wait to share these conversations with you. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. Welcome back to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, and I'm here with my co-host, Annalise Lillard. Today, we're so excited to be speaking with Rachel Adams. Rachel is a writer, speaker, and host of the Love Offering Podcast. Her heart's desire is to encourage women to realize their God-given purpose and to embolden them to move into the world through compassionate action. Rachel and her husband live in Kentucky with her two children. Connect with her online at rachelkadams.com, on Facebook and Instagram at Rachel Adams author and tune in every Tuesday on your favorite podcast listening platform. We are welcoming Rachel today. Rachel, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. Well, I've been really excited to interview you. Um, There's a lot of your story I don't know anything about, so this is going to be real-time conversation. <laughs> yeah, we joked right beforehand. I said, I got to interview you, um, and it's so much easier for me to interview other people, and now I'm the one in the hot seat, which makes me so much more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. I think you're a pro on both sides. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Sweet of you yeah. to say thank you. Well, Rachel, let's just start off by telling us about your podcast. Like, How did you get started, and why did you start? it you know honestly it was accidental and I almost hate giving that answer and but I think in so many ways that's the way that God has worked in my life um it's one faithful step after another and one obedient step after another but it was really the true the podcast is called the love offering and there was this one specific moment I was sitting in church and in front of me was a love offering envelope and typically those are for monetary giving but I I had this moment where I felt like the Lord speaking to my heart and he said Rachel you are my love offering I want you to be you know my hands and feet and I've given you my love and now I want you to go and and experience extend that love and offer that love to other people that I have given you. And, you know, we know that the greatest command is to love the Lord God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and and then to go and love our neighbors as ourselves. And so we know that, but to actually go and live that out on a daily basis is very difficult to do. Um, especially, I think it's even easier to, to maybe love a stranger for a brief moment, but then to really love those people within um, our four walls of our home or in our workplaces or in our churches that we interact with on um, a daily or weekly or monthly basis is a lot more difficult. And so that was that first initial um, heart check and that initial thought. But then I thought, okay, I need to, I need to explore this. How do we live out our faith? And so it started just as conversations with other women. How are you doing this in your own life, in your own place, with your own people, with your own giftings? You know, it looks very different in all of our lives. And so just having these conversations, it started about three years ago. And so we're now on to season three. And every week I just get to talk to another woman how, you know, and every story is so different. Um, but it's it's beautiful to see how people are tangibly offering God's love uh, with their own lives. And it's just been um, a really neat journey to be on. 
That is so beautiful. And I love that because you are talking to women of all spheres of influence. You're talking to women all over the country. Um, They're all doing different things. And it's just such a beautiful picture of the body of Christ. Did you ever think that three years ago you would be still doing it? No. <laughs> no. I mean, that's an honest question. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing, Holly, and, and just being as transparent as possible, you know, a, a friend of mine was like, Rachel, you should video these. And I thought, you know what? I, I don't, you know, and actually, it actually began. And they said, you should tell your story. And, and here I am doing this today. But I said, I don't really love telling my story. I want to hear other people's stories, you know? And um, and and so it's, it's interesting how, you know, I thought, well, I'll just dabble into this. I'm just going to download a free app and I'm gonna just see where this goes and then you know now three seasons later I have some more equipment and God is and I even in the very beginning I thought who's gonna say yes to share their story God are you gonna be able to provide anybody am I gonna have anybody that's gonna agree to do this and and honestly now I have and what a blessing and so many women now asking to even be on the podcast and so he has just provided as he does more than I can ever ask or imagine and what was very an accidental starting place has become one of the best gifts that I could have ever been given because even especially even I think about even last year during COVID when it was such a lonely secluding time I was able to have conversations with women that built up my faith and get to meet people like you all today that in what other world would I get to meet and have these conversations and be uplifted and then prayerfully hopefully uplift and encourage and inspire and equip the women listening as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. And your podcast definitely does that as well as the blog. So I had to ask that question because we're less than a year into this podcast and it's hard work. (laughs) It is a lot of fun, but it's also hard work to steward well, you know, the people that God brings to you and their messages. So um, I applaud you for three years and going strong. Were you... um, always writing in the meantime or is that something that came as a result of this it actually began as writing Uh, I'm more comfortable being able to edit (laughs) over and over and over again Um, when things are are more alive and more fluid and it you know there's a saying that are you a writer who speaks or a speaker who writes I would I would consider myself definitely that writer who speaks I am I'm kind of an introverted by nature I love just having my quiet time with the Lord me and my coffee and my puppies and uh, (laughs) sitting with my laptop um, in my lap and so that is where um, I'm more comfortable and that is um, I enjoy both but yes I definitely think I I, I started writing it was when when I had that moment that I talked to you all about when I was sitting in in the church pew um, I actually started writing then It, it started as something that I thought the Lord placed on my heart called the service project. How can we serve, serve the Lord? And I really wanted to see like, how are people giving and um, how are they giving up their time and their talents and their energy and, and their treasures? And so it started off that, that way. And then, the, like I said, in the beginning, one step of obedient faith has led to other ones. And I'm like, gosh, where, how did I get here? I don't even know. I love that. So it's been stretching. Yes, to say the least. (laughs) That's so good. And what a beautiful love offering you are giving the world, truly. So 
before Annalise and I jump into asking you nitty gritty about your <laughs> ashes and ashes for beauty, um, tell us about um, your book. You have a book coming out. So I, I would love for you to share um, what that's called when it's coming out. And while we're talking about the podcast, you know, how it came about. Well, I appreciate you um, allowing me to share about it. And, and, you know, it's interesting because this this devotional that I have the opportunity to write, I'm still pinching myself. I mentioned that to you before we even started this interview because it's another one of those things. You know, I never grew up thinking, I want to be a writer. I want to be a podcaster. I want to be um, a speaker. But it just really became, gosh, God has made such a such a big difference. It almost brings me to tears in my life that I can't help but not share him with others. I want other people to know and love him too. And, um, and so just how, you know, I, I've mentioned it was almost four years ago that I had that, that love offering in this pew um, experience with the Lord and started writing what I just mentioned, which was the service project, which is not even that anymore. And it's morphed into um, a devotional that's titled A Little Goes a Long Way. And it's 52 Days to a Life of Significance. And really where this came from was, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Uh, write a podcast. And so most of my days, honestly, I'm, I'm walking the dogs, I'm reading my Bible, I'm cooking meals, I'm folding laundry, I'm helping with homework, I'm sitting in the bleachers at my son's football games, I'm watching my daughter, you know, do her horseback riding or at her swim meets. And um, so much of what I do doesn't feel like it matters. Um, and I think I found that a lot of women feel this way, that when you really look at our day-to-day, everyday lives, it feels very mundane, feels very routine. And it's like, wait a minute, God, am I making any difference in this world? And at the end of the day, we want to. We we want our lives to matter and to mean something. And for God, when we, when we enter eternity one day, for him to just say, daughter, well done. And so often I feel like that's where we're, this, this space that we're in between, it's like, these are my days. And I question God, <laughs> do you care? Does anybody care what I'm doing? And what I felt like he was speaking to my heart and what I want to speak to women's hearts is, is that the little that we do, God can take a very long way. And so we offer these little love offerings to him and we trust that he's going to multiply it. You know, every little act of courage, it's going to go a long way. Every little dream is going to go a long way. Every prayer that we pray will go a long way. Every um, conversation like we're having today, we never know how God is going to use those things. And so we continue daily to offer the little we have for him and trust that he's going to take it a very long way. Wow. I love that. It resonates so deeply because I think you're right. Um, We ask those questions, don't we? And when we're in the trenches doing the hard work that no one else sees before the book deal or before the podcast airs, there's a lot of questions that come against us. I think for me, sometimes the biggest battle is just right between my ears. It's in my thoughts. It's in the self-talk. Does it really matter? And I know I've asked God that before. And he says, just say yes to me. That's what matters. So I love your heart. I love your approach. And this is a message that I believe is, you know, resonating strongly um, 
with, I'm just going to say women, that's our lane, right? And uh, especially, especially because we do so many things, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're responsible for so many things that sometimes it can feel like we're not effective at any, you know, especially when we're raising families or if you're a career woman or even, you know, a single woman waiting, um, you know, waiting on God um, and you have a lot of spinning plates um, I think it appeals universally. So I'm excited for it to come out and can't wait to share it. Yeah. So Rachel, um, let's just talk about some of your life stories. Um, is there a particular story or stories you want to share with us? You know, one of those that you just can't not share with the world about how good God has been in the midst of adversity. You know, this beauty from Ash's theme, I actually was looking in Isaiah 61, and I have the entire chapter uh, underlined even before this conversation with a big heart beside it in my Bible. I don't know if anybody else writes in, the, in their Bible, but this is this year of the Lord's favor is such a powerful chapter in Isaiah. And so I'm so glad you guys are highlighting this on your podcast. And I was, you know, I'm praying like, God, what is my main beauty from Ash's story? And I don't know that there is one main one because I think um, there's been lots of moments like this Ashes was a sign of, of grief. You know, that's what these, you know, when we picture, that's what they did in biblical times. And even still in some cultures now, they literally wiped these ashes on their head as a sign of like, I'm mourning. And, but what God has done is he is going to, in the Hebrew, it actually says that he places, he wipes those, those ashes from their foreheads and replaces it with a headdress or a tiara. And I just love that image and just that tenderness of him. I picture him wiping those ashes from uh, our foreheads and replacing it with a tiara um, because we are the daughters of a king. And I just, I just love that. And then we have this promise in Revelation that he's going to wipe every single tear from our eyes. But um, as I was thinking about all the, all the times in my life that I have had moments or seasons, long seasons of grief. And one of the stories that came to mind was um, about 20 years ago, actually, my family, our entire family business um, burnt to the ground. Um, we have a manufacturing company. Uh, we It's plastic. And so it, um, it burnt down really quickly and actually, um, you know, was a lot of fuel even for the flames. And so um, it was in the middle of the night and uh, we all got the call and uh, could you know, driving there and can see the sirens and, or hear the sirens and, um, see the smoke and smell the smoke. And it literally, it was a literal ashes type moment. Everything that my father and my family had worked for, um, <laughs> was in ashes. And in that moment, our pastor came, uh, to the scene. It was like 3 a.m. and everything was dark except the, gl the glowing of the flames. And our pastor said, he, he quoted Romans 8, 28, which is, you know, everything is going to work together for the glory um, of God. And in that moment, we thought, how? And I just imagine every woman listening, thinking who's in the midst of a season where it feels like everything is burning around her and, or she's already looking at the, the ashes and the remains and, um, and the way that God did use that, although we couldn't see it in that moment, we did rebuild. We saw the beauty of our community coming together to support us and, and how much stronger it made our family uh, unit and the business. And actually now the business is, 
uh, bigger and better than ever. And it also just gave us um, a, a true picture of God's protection and provision. And so there was beauty in that devastation, but it did take a long time for us to to realize that. Um, and I think that that's really important for, for the woman and, and me to remember that the woman that's listening today, that it may look like that there is just destruction and ashes all around you, but um, we have to look for that beauty. And sometimes we have to be bringers of that beauty. And in fact, we do now have that Romans 828 on all of our businesses trucks as a reminder of the beauty that brought that God brought us through in, in that season. How has that affected you um, now? Does it give you strength? You've, you've seen some amazing redemption there in your family's business. So how has that affected your faith? Well, I guess, first of all, let me back up. Was it always easy to trust God back then? Whenever it first happened, did you just, are you, you know, some people can just dig in and go, okay, I'm going to trust. And then a lot of people, you know, will struggle with is God good or what do I believe? Like, where were you? And then how did that affect you? You know, it was 20 years ago. And so then my faith was not strong. Um, if I'm being honest, um, I was, well, you know, I'm almost 40. And so I was, um, in my twenties. And so it wasn't really until I had my children that my faith actually got strong. I can look back and I can see my parents' faith um, through that season particularly. Um, but I can see I can see now the goodness of God in it in when I reflect on it. And I think that that's how so many of our situations are. In the moment, it's very hard to see the beauty. Um, but then when we look back, it's much easier to see. And I think also I want to be mindful of... Um, mentioning that we won't all we won't always see the beauty um, in this life. We can choose to see the beauty, but God is not always going to redeem it here um, on earth. It could be redeeming it in eternity. And I guess the reason that that comes to mind, you know, how do you still grapple with that? Um, and so I just want to be mindful, I guess, what if for the woman listening, what if her story doesn't end like the story I mentioned earlier about my family business? What if it remains in ashes? Are we still okay with that? Are we still okay with knowing that God's plan is greater, that His purposes are good, He is a good God? Can we still trust in His goodness when it doesn't feel good to us right now? I know that um, we as a family actually can relate, can't we, Annalise? Mm-hmm. Who? Um, God choosing to, you know, not let us see the healing here. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to jump on that and say like an overarching theme that I'm seeing as I've been listening to you speak um, is when we hide God's word in our heart, right? So what you talked about your faith 20 years ago, it started as a scripture that you hid in your heart and you've, so evolved over time with that tucked away. And I think about that mom um, with her daughter who's, you know, on the cusp of heaven and um, she's hiding God's word in her heart and she's also sharing it as she goes. And, 
And that's such a great question if we don't see it here. And I feel like something that I saw, um, my husband and I, we lost our second born, our son, when he was almost six months old. Um, and it was an interesting crossroad because it very clearly came to the point of, I don't think that we'll see healing Earthside. Um, but I had a revelation of the ultimate healing, of course, lies in eternity. And it is, it's, it's a tough question to answer. What do we do then if we don't see it here? But there's something to that of holding on to knowing that there's beauty beyond what we can see. Um, so I just want to say that that's really moving to my heart because I, and it's also inspiring to me to continue to hide God's word in my heart and keep it there because it will grow. It's the living word. And so that's all it can do is grow from there. So thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. Well, I just was even thinking about there is beauty in sharing our stories. You know, when, when the Bible says that, that, the, that the devil is defeated by the blood of the lamb and by the power of our testimonies. And so, you know, like there's the sayings like bringing pain into purpose or a, a message out of a mess or your, your test becomes your testimony. And so that's, I feel like how God can I, you know, while it was th these verses, you know, in, in Isaiah 61, it really was foreshadowing Jesus. He was the one that was bringing, you know, the beauty from ashes. And, um, and that's what he did at the grave. You know, I imagine when he was on the cross and he died, all the people that were mourning that day and putting ashes on their foreheads and then all the beauty and the rejoicing at his resurrection at that empty grave. And I just think, you know, now we have the Holy Spirit in us and until he returns again, again and truly eternally brings the forever beauty yeah. we have the responsibility as christians with the holy spirit in us to go and bring the beauty to people when they are in the ashes moments we have the responsibility to bring them and show them the beauty that christ has to offer uh, to them and we do that by sharing our stories of our own ashes moments even as hard as it is to share them and so i think that that's really important um, to pick back on what you just said yeah that is so good and so true also I mean because there does come a point I mean I have people look at me and say I don't know how you carry forward I don't know how you're doing that and I I am in a season where I'm like I don't know how to answer like articulate what I feel but all I know is my testimony that I still trust and I all the more love the Lord with the Holy Spirit alive inside of me I have so much more hope than I could have ever imagined on this side of that. So, yeah. Well, and I think too, something else I just really feel led to mention is that like, well, like Solomon said, he said that, that there, there is a time to weep. Yeah. <laughs> there is a time to rejoice. There is a time to dance. There's a time that we live and there's a time that we die, but he ends it. And he says, um, he says that God makes everything beautiful in its time. Yeah. And he's the only one. He's the one that knows when it's time to do each. And I feel like so we it's okay. I, I almost feel like we need to give ourselves permission to sit in the ashes sometimes. Like right. that's okay. Um, still look for the beauty. You know, there's beauty all around us. There's reminders of his goodness um, that he gives us. But it's I think it's there's a time and a season for everything. And it's okay to sit there. Mm, that is so good. Wow. It's a good point. We need to give ourselves permission to go through the process, don't we? And sometimes it's we want to race past it or we're in a 
position of responsibility where we feel like we have to keep it together, but God wants us to go through the process, right? That's good points, ladies. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Um, Rachel, you say something. Um, let's see. Our situations may not change, but our perspectives can. And I love that statement. Tell me about a time, um, you know, when your perspective um, was the game changer. Um, you know, my, so my mom had um, a cancer journey. And she, um, she lives, I'm in Kentucky and she's in Ohio in Cleveland. So we're about eight hours away. And so I don't get to see her very often. Mm -hmm. And when she got um, this cancer diagnosis and she was undergoing all the, all the treatments, I was able to, um, and, and talking to a mother and daughter right now, I imagine you all feel the same way because you all, y'all don't live in the same community either, do you? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and then now I have um, my own children. And so anytime that, you know, we're together now as a family, it's my brothers and all the grandchildren. And so there's very little one-on-one -on -one time with just me and my mom. And, you know, in her cancer diagnosis, and of course, she's the one that truly had to, to suffer um, and go through the physical and, you know, all, all the horrific things that cancer brings. Uh, but in, in that season of her treatments, I was able to go and I remember um, being able to lay with her in her hospital bed and we would sit and we would um, watch movies together and we would read books together and have great conversations and uh, even laugh together in the midst of this terrible season. And we, um, I, we brought um, recipe cards to where I could write down all the recipes that, um, and I wanted them, well, actually I wanted them in her handwriting um, to make sure that, um, you know, handwriting is so special. And so even in the midst of such a terrible um, time. It was also a time of such beauty, uh, as I reflect on it, being able to spend time with her. And so I really do think that, that, and I think I mentioned this earlier, but I just want to reiterate that God does give us glimpses of his beauty every single day. Um, you know, there, there is light, there's sunrises and sunsets and beautiful scents and beautiful um, sights. You know, you look at the flowers and new growth and the see how the seasons change and, and laughter and art and architecture and music. You know, I, I just think it's, it's like a, this perspective. We can just say, okay, God, this doesn't feel good to me right now. Give me a glimpse of your goodness. Show me your beauty. And I, and I believe that he will when we try to keep our eyes fixed on, on him. Um, and I, I see that mostly in his creation, creation and in nature. Uh, but I think that that would be different um, for, for anybody. And it really is just an intentional choice. God, I want to, and maybe a prayer. God, please show me your beauty. Yeah. So true and so good. Thank you for sharing that story. And um, it is a choice, isn't it? How we, what we choose to see when we are walking through those valleys, through those hard times, through those dark times. And I will say, you know, early in my years, I probably didn't do that well. <laughs> I've learned to do that better. And, 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 you know, those ashes moments when I can't see I asked the Lord to help me. And he, he's always such a helper. <laughs> you know, if we ask him, I love the way you say, you know, um, if we ask him. And there is so much beauty around us, no matter where we are, or what we're going through, uh, creation, 
goes on and displays the splendor of God really around us. I'm a, I'm an outside girl too. Annalise is too. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we love the sunsets and <laughs> fall leaves and all the good stuff for sure. Well, Rachel, I sure appreciate you coming on today. And I, this has been so encouraging even to my heart to um, hear some of your stories that I didn't know and how God has been faithful to you and your life and your family and what he's doing in your future is really exciting. Um, but you've been you've been plowing for a while, and we're just really excited for um, this uh, the book, um, you know, to come to life. And you already have such a fantastic presence on your website. So many uh, great resources in your blog and your podcast. So I'll be sure and put that in the show notes so everybody can find you. So, is there anything else you want to say before we close today? Um, I think just my main heart is, and I hope that women hear, and that I pray for my own life and my own heart, because I think that so many times the things that we speak and try to teach is what God is really working on in us, and and for me um, especially. And so I really, um, the love and the beauty that God has given us, I really just want to challenge everyone listening to go and bring that beauty to other people. And I think it can be something as little as a, a prayer or um, your presence, or a gift, or a note, or a text, or just a kind word that um, I would encourage you to give that little and see how um, God takes that a long way to bring beauty in someone else's life. Challenge accepted. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for being on. And thank you for tuning in. This is Holly and Annalise. And again, we've sat down with Rachel Adams today. We will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.